Hi, welcome to Clitterly Speaking, the podcast. I'm Michelle Doherty. And I'm Emily Lane. We are BFFs dedicated to bringing you conversations between girlfriends over a bottle of wine. Oh, I am so excited about the wine part. Oh, me too. So pull up a chair, grab your glass, and let's get talking. Hey, 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 Emily. How are you today? Hey, 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 Michelle. Well, as you observed earlier... Great. Like you're like, you're always great in the studio. And yes, today is no exception. And we've been doing this for two years, two, two plus years now. Years. And every, every I time you're in the studio, you're like, I'm just so happy to be here. <laughs> I am. I am. How are you? I'm great as well. You know, no complaints. I had a wonderful dinner with my, both my sons this evening, which oh. pushed me a little late here to the studio. So my apologies. Oh, no But worries. it was, uh, you know, we, we cooked together and we ate together and I left them to clean the dishes. That sounds lovely. Well, you're going to need that dinner because tonight we have two bottles of wine, which is wow. a little special for us. Wow. We'll just go ahead and warn yeah. all of our listeners. This might be a long episode. <laughs> it might get sloppy. If we have two <laughs> bottles to drink. <laughs> I think it's an honor the fact that we are now into... Year number two. Yes, we yeah. are. And uh, two bottles of wine is, I think, appropriate. I, I, is this going to be a trend for no, us? I don't know if I, I don't know if, I don't know if our liver, well, my liver, <laughs> I can't speak for your liver. I know that, you know, I cannot speak for your liver, but I'm not sure if my liver would be happy with me if I were drinking two bottles each episode. Mm-hmm. And if we record multiple episodes in an evening. Yeah, that becomes that a different becomes, story. I just start splurring and yeah. talking about things. And let me tell you another thing. Yeah, that would get just... Uh, we want to keep the listeners we have. Right. And we want to grow it. <laughs> so anyway. Absolutely. But we are... I am appreciative of the wine merchant, though, gifting us these two uh, wonderful bottles yeah. today. But, you know, let's let's yeah. like bring our guest on because Emily and I are not drinking this entirely Alone. by ourselves. No. Although... We have been known to do that, not while we're recording, but we both have I mean, been known that's to... that's how the show was born, you know. <laughs> a bottle but, of peace. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so today I'm so excited to bring my good friend Karen Jones in. Um, Karen Ann Jones, would I suppose, would be a probably more accurate way. So if you wanted to look her up after this conversation, you'd find her in that way. Karen and I met many years ago now at, a, at a, an art event, at a gallery opening, and became instant friends. And, um, you know, not only that night was like we had both gotten recently engaged at that time, mm. but it just became clear that we're kind of like the exact same person, just in two different bodies. Ah. So we became fast friends and have had many wonderful conversations over champagne throughout our years. Mostly champagne. Yes. Mostly champagne. Hopefully you'll be okay with you know, tonight's offering. <laughs> it is Monday. It is Monday. Yeah, okay. It's a different. Make an exception. Yeah. <laughs> but Karen is a phenomenal artist. And um, we got together for the first time, like, post like COVID shut down and all of that at a wonderful outdoor venue the other night. And it was like, just, we were both thirsty for beverage and conversation. And it was so fun to catch up. And it was like, okay, we need to talk about all these things that are happening right now that you're thinking about how COVID's impacted your life as an artist and just what you're doing to better yourself through this time. It's like, it's such a fascinating conversation. Like it's time. 
Karen, let's have a clitoral conversation. I agree. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us. Yes, welcome to oh, the yeah. show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm thrilled to be here. Go ahead. Good. Good. Let me, uh, real quick, is Karen your friend who did the illustrations for Linda Wiener's yes! book? Oh, yes. Yes. Or Linda Weiner. Sorry. Linda Weiner. <laughs> a little... Little, yes. you, you, yeah. you just want Freudian to say it as Wiener because it's yes. a little more fun to say it that way. Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> it's spelled that way. But we had her and on. It makes more as, sense. As it a, makes uh, more sense as yeah. a guest in season three, probably. Yeah. Um, and so now two and two are put together. So yeah, yeah. I illustrated that book. That was um, a very fun year. It was thirty-three drawings, um, illustrations for her sex book, um, Sensate Focus, and. Yeah. It was it was a blast. It was um, the funniest thing though about that was I the last drawing I had to do was the the chapter called senior citizens and uh, <laughs> masturbation senior citizens and my dog had just passed away and and I was I like crying a lot and she said. Just, you know, Google the word senior citizen masturbation. <laughs> and I was crying. Like, do I, I want this in my search history? Like, <laughs> like, like, it was all, it was dramatic. And I couldn't stop laughing. And then I had to draw it. I'm like, oh, and it's, it, my dog was old and these people are old. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I will never forget that kind of capped off the whole experience in a perfect way. <laughs> One of the things, once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. <laughs> I made my husband look at the picture. I mean, I, I said about a, a dozen of them. I said, you have to see it. My eyes are burning. And if you have to see it too. <laughs> so How was fun. this, um, was it both uh, like male and female masturbation um, or? Well, I guess I had the freedom to choose, but I just went straight for the female masturbation. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. It's easier for me to draw that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. but, yeah. Uh, not to, not to uh, you know, disparage any of our senior male listeners, I'm not so sure it would be so nice to draw an erect old penis. No, throughout um, figure drawing history in my life, drawing the men at figure drawing group is not as exciting. It's pretty much boring. Except for this one guy that did stand on his head and do a little yoga, which was just different all together. I remember wow. my first figure drawing class. I enjoyed the people who were like atypical bodies. Like I, I, we had a guy, I think his name was Harold. He probably was 85, you know, overweight, very wrinkly. And I found it fascinating. Yeah. There's so much to capture, you know, <laughs> this fold, that fold, you know. <laughs> it was. I thought it was pretty cool. I've, I've never done a, uh, a figure drawing class, um, but I make the best stick figures. You can tell which ones are my males, which ones are my females, besides how I label them. <laughs> with the labels below, you know, I, I have some key indications that mm -hmm. I've got uh, male mm -hmm. and hair. female hair, you know, <laughs> a, a dress, eyelashes, <laughs> boobs. Which one was that for? The man? That was a man. Right, I know. In this yeah, day, yeah, that was yeah. a man. I love yeah. that. Well, well, let's talk a little bit about our wine, so we can thoroughly usher into our conversation sure. um, in our. In our, you know, traditional manner here. Um, so we are drinking a couple bottles tonight of the same wonderful Cabernet Sauvignon. Uh, it is a state grown by Chalk Hill Balverin. Uh, is this particular, you know, uh, school or label. Uh, it was made in 2012. Wow. Uh, so, you know, I think this is, I mean, this is a, 
pretty cool little California wine. I'm um, kind of out of the gate. We just opened this, and I think this is one that could probably, as it as it gets air, will continue to blossom into even more awesomeness. But you know, I'm getting um, on the nose. I'm getting tobacco, blackberries, some of that kind of black currant, cassis kind of aromatic vanilla, some smoke, and then uh, I think all of that comes through on the palate. You know, there's this little bit of an ashiness and definitely that kind of blackberry thing going on. It is, I think, pretty full-bodied, full-flavored, yummy. What do you think? I think it's very yummy. Um, and I, I sometimes, I mean, the smell is absolutely delightful that you, you just want to put your whole face into it, mm-hmm. you know, into the glass. It's really, and but then the, but then it's smooth to drink. It is smooth. I agree. There's you know? not a ton of tannins here that are going to no. make it, but it is a 2012. So it's probably had some time to like, mm-hmm. you know, get its groove on. It's been waiting. It has. It's been waiting to be corked. Mm-hmm. I mean, not corked, but uncorked. Um, <laughs> I think it's delightful. I'm very pleased with the choice that they have given us to drink today. And if this were a panty um, from 2012, <laughs> I've seen a um, like a crushed velvet, um, more of a a, a thong combination with your matching crushed velvet bra and basically like the color of this wine like a really Mm. really deep Mm. wine very seductive really yeah i don't know why i would be thinking that i'd be drinking this wine on the (laughs) literally speaking the podcast and you know walk in on your conversation when i got here yeah yeah yeah, yeah, right right (laughs) that's what i that's what i'm thinking we were having a bit of a saucy you were having a bit of a saucy conversation when i showed up prelude for this evening i suppose yeah karen what do you think you're usually a a a, uh, champagne or tequila or i've been tequila for a while but when it's change of seasons it Mm -hmm. just seems very chewy and like Mm. perfect when it starts to get a little cooler out it 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 seems like it has a enough body that you you know if you're a little chilly by a fire yeah Yeah, i like the chewiness of it it's kind of like i like that chewy is a good word Mm -hmm. yeah i agree Mm-hmm. So when we were hanging outside the other night, and it it is change of seasons right now. Love that it's so yeah. I mean, yeah. For the for those of our listeners who aren't from St. Louis, one of the wonderful things about St. Louis is that in the month of October, it could be winter and summer and fall, but not spring. But we could get three of the four seasons in a week, or even the same yeah. day, or the same day. <laughs> right? Yeah, like I'm hot. I'm cold. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this morning it was a little chilly. Then it warmed up, and then it's like I got to open up the window at the office get a little fresh air and then i know it's going to be like you know 42 overnight yeah but i still have my flip-flops on because i was like <laughs> i don't know if i really want to switch over to you know boots yet <laughs> will my I, feet be I, too hot i actually i actually put tights on this morning and then i decided nope 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 not ready. Nope. Not ready. <laughs> I got like a, I got a like like feeling combined. I'm like I know it's like technically it's cool enough I could, but I just Cuz once you go there mentally not ready. It's yeah. like going there and then you're like, "Oop, you yeah. got to be yeah. there till March." <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so in St. Louis, we do not know what to do with our closets in the month of uh the month October. of October and then it, it repeats itself in like April. Yeah. April, even May sometimes. Mm. 
Um, so, yeah. so if you're out anywhere out there in uh, listener land and you're not in St. Louis, uh, you know, consider yourself uh, blessed that you yeah. don't uh, go with what we have to go deal with. True. So now we got the weather talk out of the way. <laughs> Woo, weather done. <laughs> so we were um, talking about all kinds of wonderful things, but one of the things that I was so impressed with um, recently, Karen, you've launched kind of your own version of doing what you love over beverages. She's doing a cocktails and art talk in her own studio, which is so cool. I've I've seen a couple of your episodes. I love them. They're really authentically you. You're just being, it's true. You you are who you are. You're not, what you're seeing on that isn't a show or put on. It's very natural. And of course, I love that you're embracing cocktails. But I'm curious about where this idea came into being and was this kind of like a response to like COVID times and needing to become inspired in other ways and engage people in other ways? I think it's a combination of a lot of those factors. So during the corona time, I've I've been regrouping on what I'm painting and doing some of that um, good mental work that I've needed to do to say what my why is when I'm pa- what I'm painting and why I'm even doing what I'm doing and just get a good grip on it. So then my marketing makes sense and everything makes sense. So I was, um, I signed up for a couple of art specific business workshops. And before that I had known that I needed to do some video. So I did a studio visit video. I did a, you know, a little day in the life or come to see my house. And I loved the video aspect, but I'm like, am I going to do this every week? Mm -hmm. Is it going to be fun that I'm really that interested in it? So once I figured out what my why was, like... And what what, is your why? My Well, my why is I am a a life cheerleader um, with paint. Oh, I love that. um, I'm a life cheerleader with paint for people who are moving and shaking and actually doing stuff and trying to live their best life and get things done. So once I figured that out, then I could just have a drinking video. <laughs> Where I don't think I could have done that before. But it um, in the workshop, it, it was kind of part of that. It came out of that that I to do a video, a regular kind of thing, and um, and mostly it is designed to connect with um, my audience and mm-hmm. to really have a conversation with them and interact. And I think. People have good conversations when they have cocktails. Absolutely. (laughs) I hope everybody's having a cocktail when they're watching mine. But um, and to learn some new things about some cocktails that it's going to be tequila a lot. (laughs) I like tequila, but you know, there's a lot, a lot to learn about that, and a lot of a lot of things you drink. (laughs) So, how long have you been painting? Um, I've been painting since kindergarten, but. I went to school for art. I've been an artist my whole life, but in a way that was um, not so great sometimes because I took it for granted and I didn't have, I, I wasn't, my mom didn't say, well, why don't you be an actress? Why don't you be a musician? Why don't and then I go, oh no, I actually want to be an artist now. It just was always there. Uh-huh. So then 10 years ago, um, I came back, I came to it full time, 100% making a living from Wow. So, okay. Um, but you would paint because you needed to paint before. I painted. It was just. A, it's just a part of me. I, I don't have that 
Well, I guess I don't, that distinction of I have no choice, I have to paint. Okay. Like a lot of people say that. I, I imagine that I do, but it's just always been me, part uh-huh. of me, that um, I, I don't know how I could do without it. But it does, I've learned that it has um, helped me when I w- was going through difficult times, but I don't paint when I'm upset uh, or sad. I'm not that kind of an artist. You're and, not like releasing negativity out no. of your painting. You're processing through painting. You're actually you're actually doing the exact opposite. It, you're releasing inspiration. Opposite. And that was yeah. kind of a struggle in a way because I it didn't make sense. I'm like, oh, I just have to be happy to paint and and now it makes sense because I am a cheerleader. Right. Yeah. A life, life cheerleader. cheerleader. And that's just who I am. I I, I almost can't be yeah. anything but a life cheerleader. I'm curious. I you know, you, you had a twin. Mm-hmm. who passed away a few years ago. Oh, was he uh, an artist as well? He was. He was um, a, a six-foot-two red-headed cowboy. Wow. And, uh, he, and, uh, and Karen is not six-foot-two. No. No. This Petite. is her twin. And he was quiet. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much the opposites in okay. twin land. And, um, but he was a phenomenal artist. He, he did paintings, but he did a lot of drawings of... Um, his life, he lived being a cowboy. His um, more wildlife cowboy, oriented, n- more cowboy. Oh, cowboy. Cowboys on horses and oh, cool. And western. cows around it, and very western. It was wow. Yeah, it was. So you weren't lying. He was really a cowboy. He was really a cowboy. He was a genuine. So did, when you were saying cowboy. your mom didn't say be a musician, be an actress, but she said to your brother, "Why don't you be a cowboy?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, you know, when we left, we graduated high school the day after we thought we were just supposed to go and do our stuff. So then he went to be a cowboy, and I went to be an artist. <laughs> Isn't wow. that wonderful? Yeah. As freedom. opposed to go to college. Get a job in business, right? You know, have two babies and two cars, live and in the suburbs, two dogs, and, and right. It was like when just, I was in um, my painting class, in, like my actual painting class in college. My painting teacher went around the room and said what he thought. Everybody in the of the painters, and when you're in the painting studio, the, everybody's majoring. Their major is painting, mm-hmm. so. Everybody's serious about it. And he went around and said what he thought. And he pointed me. He said, you're going to probably have two kids and stop painting and not <gasps> be an artist anymore. And I was like, Was he what? looking at you or looking at your painting when he said that? He had to be looking at me because my painting said nothing about yeah. that. Yeah. It, was, it wow. was definitely not saying that. And um, I was like, I'll show you. I'm never having kids. <laughs> I'm going to wow. paint for the rest of my life. The rest of my- no, I didn't. I didn't really go about it that way, but I was always really disturbed by that. I'm like, ah, no kidding. You, know, don't, you don't take me seriously because I'm a You're woman. You're cute and, yeah, <laughs> and engaging and, <laughs> right. But you're just probably going to have kids. Unbelievable. That was a little arrogant on his, uh, definitely from his point. I thought so, uh, too. Point. I, I so wonder too. if he's still teaching. And what is his art like? I would be really curious to see I know, that. He was young. Uh-huh. He was a young professor. I don't even know what his art was, mm. actually. It's mm. interesting. <laughs> yeah, it might be worth some. I remember an art teacher in college that was kind of predatory. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, was definitely like, you know, asking me to solicit my friends for figure drawing 
but in his own personal studio <laughs> and, you know, like, and, you know, I remember at one point, like, failing to deliver, like, he had mm. met my friend and he was really wanting to draw her and, like, like literally, like, I failed that class. Because she didn't come right, to Right, right. Well. And, like, I don't think, I like, I, I was, I, I'm an overachiever when it, I mean, period, right? And and certainly with school. Like, and I wasn't doing just the stick figure with the triangle dress. Hey now, like, you know. Hey now. Hey now. <laughs> but you were actually in a figure yeah, painting, yeah, figure drawing and, class. And, All right. Right? And yeah. so, but yeah, it, it's, it's, it's pretty interesting, these. I think, I don't know if it's, uh, it was just our time in school where that kind of, uh, I don't know, those kinds of judgments could happen with our teachers and it would go unchecked. Or if it was because it was in a more creative field, they had more leeway to be more judgmental. I, I think that the people, I was always not present to people judging like that in my, you know, my life, but then it would happen. And now in hindsight, people were very judgmental Mm -hmm. and, um, and women weren't artists the way they are now. And you just, you were probably not going to be one. And he was probably saying it from statistics, you know, like he well, probably w- won't be one. He probably he probably could have done the same thing in a in a marketing class, in a in a uh, education degree. You know, I mean, so many women went to college to get their MRS degree, right? Their Mrs. Um, uh, status as opposed mm-hmm. to their degree. So he was probably coming from that um, experience. Um, thankfully things have changed now and there are more. And look at the strength that has to exist within the women who have made it, you know, like Frida Kahlo, come on. She had such a, she had such an uphill battle, you know, Louise Nevelson who really didn't reach fame until what? God, she she was like in her eighties when she finally hit like a level of being respected Magdalena. Avocado, it's like all these amazing women. But if you think about artists of that time, how many can you even name? Right. Like, we're like Frida Kahlo and uh, yeah. Georgie O'Keefe, and we there know it those. Is. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. I always right. fail that part in trivia, <laughs> trivia nights. Yeah, I need to have Emily <laughs> on the team. Um, well, speaking of like people judge, judgment, or judgment of your paintings or of painting or of art, what was it like for you when you're making, when you're creating your, you know, your, your works and, you know, life's cheerleader, like the first time you put your, your stuff in a, in a showing, I mean, invited others to actually come in and, you know. Well, I was never, I was, I've always lived fairly oblivious to it all. Okay. And I never, I mean, I would be nervous, excited, but I never was I never was insecure about my art, and I, luckily, and I think it had a lot to do with my mom because she was like, "You're awesome! You're awesome! You're awesome!" <laughs> she's and a cheerleader too. She's a cheerleader, and I was thinking, "Where did I get this?" I'm like, obviously, my mom. Was yeah, like, she was my cheer. Like I could do no wrong, so yeah. I really did not have too much insecurity about it. Um, and I, to this day, don't have much insecurity about it. Sometimes I think I should, <laughs> like, think about it for a minute. Wait, does this suck? 
you know? Well, <laughs> like I, mean, I, think, I mean, art is subjective, right? But you have, you can't, uh, how do I say this without sounding? You can't um, guess what somebody's going to want to buy. Right. You, and, but you have to paint what's yeah, you have to authentic to you. Well, yeah. somebody just said, is there, such, is, is there really bad art? And I think that there kind of is. Well, I but, think if, if the, the intention is in the wrong place. I think if you said the same thing about music, is yeah. there bad music? Yeah, yeah, you could be creative, but yeah, there's, you could be, be bad. Yeah. <laughs> Technically You could bad. be a bad performer. You could be a, right? But I think when it comes to like the creation of, you know, the creation of an idea is, are you creating this to make money? Are you creating this to inspire? Those are two very different motivations. Well, I think that um, a lot of people, and myself included, have gone through waves of that. You don't know what to paint, so then you're like, um, I love dogs, and um, I've painted a lot of dogs, but I don't like painting dogs at all. It, they really, it bo- the, the actual painting of them is boring to me, mm. um, even though I love dogs. Yeah. So, um I just said no to my very first dog painting yesterday. Really? And that was a big deal to me because yeah. I, you know, you as an artist, you go through stages, especially depending on how much money you have. Sure. Um, it, you know, I'll just paint it for money. But yeah. now I will not at all because um, it it throws off what I'm trying to do and mm-hmm. what why I'm actually painting. So um, you can't be. You can't be a cheerleader and say, hey, I'll take $5 for that cheer. <laughs> you, know? you know, did that help you? Let's see. Yeah. You know, that's good. I'll take $5 for that. So it's, you can, and to be creating, I don't, you can't purely create if you're thinking about anything because money, everybody has some kind of a, a thing about money, no matter what it is. No matter how rich or poor you are, there's a, a, a trigger of something. Mm-hmm. And so if you even have that in your head, then that's a, that's a, a, something in your past about your conversation about money is going to be in there. Yeah, I can see what you're talking about. And I, I think, uh, you know, it's interesting. I, th- I think throughout history and, you know, Michelangelo, I mean, did he paint the Sistine Chapel because it was a gig or because it was his passion, right? So well, many artists throughout well. history— and people, just in general, throughout their careers, you make choices to pay the bills. But I love this idea that you're talking about of the law of attraction or maybe the law of art traction mm-hmm. of, of putting that energy out there of what resonates you and inspires you. And then by saying, I'm not going to distract my time with the dog painting right now, even though I love dogs and I'm good at it. I'm going to focus my energy where I know my heart can do the best job. And then that kind of work is going to come back. Yeah, because I think it's ultimately about energy. And then Mm -hmm. the energy that goes into that painting and then the energy that you don't even realize that is going out from what you're painting. But even before you start painting, if you you bring anything to the, the table that's like, your baggage or your trash or your yesterday's mm-hmm. dishes, that's going to be in that painting. So then it's more about your life as opposed to pure, like pure, clean creativity. Mm-hmm. I think purely creating has to come from the, the complete present moment. Is it then you like 
create something, even like in your life, you want to make something up that you want to do. Are you making it up because you never got to do that in your life? Or is it just like flat out raw creation? You know, I want to just do that. You know, but I think the older we get, we have, oh, but I like that. So you know mm-hmm. how to add in um, things that you like. But I, mm-hmm. I think that's still clean and pure. Sure. Yeah, you know, adding an editorial commentary to it that adds these other components of things that, again, you're, are, it's a part of your story. Yeah, and you can't take yourself really out of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, and, and I, I would think that um, people are attracted to art that speaks to them from whatever they are in at that present moment themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you talk about there's artists out there who are working through their traumas that they've experienced in their life and whatever, you know, big pieces that they put together or small sketches, whatever it is. And that might attract somebody who is at the same time working through something similar, you know, um, when uh, uh, I guess what is very enlightening to me and probably to other people is to know that, you know, cheerful life's cheerleader Mm -hmm. is that's art is, you know, art doesn't have to be, um, it doesn't have to be dark. It doesn't have to be, um, vague, sad, right? Uh, Well, kind of, we're in a difficult time right now and there's a lot of negative stuff you can, um, paint you could really go down that avenue hardcore but i really believe in like attracts like Mm -hmm. and so if i spend a 40 hour week on something that's negative you're gonna get negative i'm just gonna get more negative and but i did do um, five large paintings during the corona time um in the beginning that you know where i have one that says you've got this and hey how you doing okay and um WTF, but it was a reflection of the time. But um, but there's also strength in these women that you've painted. You yeah, know, like or we these, can do this. Yeah, we can get through this. Yeah, it's. It, I think the, I've always kind of struggled with this question of with the law of attraction, and and uh, you know, I remember years ago where like you and I were hanging out in a in a pool, you know, and I remember. You know, I had some concerns at the time, and you were very like, you know, nope, 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 nope. Don't put it out there. Can't, can't talk about it. You know, <laughs> and I was so confused by that because I, 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 I struggle between the balance of acknowledging that there's something to be concerned about, like COVID, right? Mm-hmm. It's out there. Mm-hmm. We should be concerned about it. We should take care of ourselves, right? We should, it's not going to say I shouldn't enter every place going, oh my God, I could get COVID. But we should just take care of ourselves and be aware that it's here. So what's the balance between awareness and not a, not attracting the wrong kind of energy? I think it's entirely feeling. It's about okay. the feeling. So your, your thinking mind knows it's COVID. Your thinking mind already has that path of... Um, well, I don't want to get this, so I'm going to do this. And you handle it in the way you've handled other things in your life. but And you have a feeling about it. So if you start going down that uh, like panicky, like maybe you were in the hospital, mm-hmm. and it reminds you of that. So then you go to that path that mm-hmm. you had in the past. Instead of, I think the difference is finding the best feeling you can find in that moment uh, that's like right that moment so like um 
like, like even this right now, it's so fun just to have the three mm-hmm. of us having a conversation and there's not a million people. And mm-hmm. um, it's a great feeling to do that. So finding the best feeling in that moment, no matter what the conditions are, because mm-hmm. there's always going to be conditions and making a new path for your brain that isn't your old habit of panic or fear, but it's a mm. new one that could actually be, you could have a, a good feeling even about dying, you know? And sure. It, there, so you can have a, a positive experience. So I think it's you can find a positive experience even inside of love that. whatever it is. Yeah. And you're right. It's being, the emotion tied to that experience. It's the emotion tied yeah. to it. So if you're focused more on that positive emotion, then you're just going to get more positive emotions. And it's not going to be that that thing doesn't go away because you that still have a mask so on. That makes so much more sense. It doesn't mean you have to deny reality. No. It's just what that reality seeing the possibility in that reality as opposed to the fear in that reality. And the the feeling doesn't have to be fear. Right, exactly. Yeah, oh, I love that. And just because you don't have fear in something— I finally understand this for the first time. (laughs) You don't have to have fear to totally appreciate what's going on, you know? Yeah. Because really the best—I'm just getting that this this week is my—my lesson this week is to sit in the unknown— the real unknown. Like, I really don't know what's going to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, in 30 In the next than, three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like, we don't know what's going to yeah. happen. No, so, we don't. But when you're sitting and not knowing what's going to happen, that's when real creation happens, too. So I think the beauty of this whole time is I've been really able to spend my time creating my future without a lot of distractions, which has helped. Yeah. I I, th- I feel the same. You know, I I this— this time, um, socially, my world has condensed in a huge way, and that used to be my means of getting my inspiration and getting my energy and creative ideas. I'd, I'd go out, I'd hang out with my friends like you, and I'd have a great night, have fun, and, and my my mind would bubble over, you know. And now I've had to reinvent what that process is, and. Um, I have found it to be a highly productive time for creating because it's quieter and I'm just, but I'm having to go about it in a different way. Or, or let me ask you this. You have actually made time for that process to That's happen. That's true. Right, and then prior to, in the, the before times, pre-COVID, you know, and mm-hmm. we were quite busy socially, um, mm-hmm. Lots of things, you know, we could we could distract ourselves with, That's or true. or think this is only this is the only way I yeah. I, I can gain my inspiration. But um, the cool part is is that our our forced contraction, our forced uh, you know stay ho- stay at home orders, things of that nature, um, helped to put us in a space where we stopped to be in the moment to listen, um, and know like hey. This is, and then you've had success mm-hmm. in in the new in your new path that was probably there all along. It just was was crowded out mm. with other things. Um, even myself, I know I said this on earlier yeah. um, earlier episodes where I have enjoyed being at home. I mean, you know, this, everything's a balance, um, because I've, I've been able to get things done or I find that pleasure of, you know, even just taking the, the, um, 
the uh, power washer out to the back deck, you know, and like cleaning things off. When pre-COVID, my Saturday would have been filled with all of wine tastings and (laughs) go see this, go see that, do these things that I would have put put some of my other uh, fulfilling activities on the on the back burner because I had I had all these other things. Yeah. So now I say to myself, you know, post COVID because we will get to a post COVID time. Um, I don't have to say yes to everything. I can say no. I really I'm going to pass on the wine tasting today. Shocker. Uh, I'll drink later when I'm done, but I'm going to stay home and plant some flowers. Well, I think there's also something in kind of like what you're talking about, Karen, and and it's the emotion tied to it. So it's finding pleasure in the things that are right there with you. Well, and I think for for the entire world, finding pleasure in this time period has been been a challenge. I think it's actually thrown us... I think it's actually been good because it's made everybody get a little bit out of their comfort zone. And so when you're out of your comfort zone, you're not doing your habitual things, even though they're great. You know, going to wine tasting is great. But you, you know, we just did those things because that's or we went Mm -hmm. to this art opening exactly the same way. We we didn't really think outside of our box too much Mm because we're pretty fulfilled. But Mm -hmm. now it all got thrown in the trash. So we had to start over and go. Hey, we can't go to the art opening. So, what what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. And we had to just re recreate from and everybody had, which is sort of fun. Yeah. Everybody had to sort of do it, and some people are doing it better than other people. But, yeah, well, yeah. those who are yeah. embracing the challenge, right? Embr- you know, yeah, the, exactly. as opposed to just you know giving up, right? right. And just being like, oh, okay, well, we'll just it's another evening on front of the TV, you know. Well, and I, you know, everybody processes these things mm-hmm. differently, you know, and, and maybe for that person who is sitting in front of the TV. Or that's listening the, to the podcast. That's the best they, <laughs> that's the best they can do right now. Well, everybody's yeah, journey is different yeah. too, and yeah. everybody has different speeds. So yeah. Yeah. maybe sitting in front of the TV is going to actually help them. Yeah. In True. The big picture, you know. I yeah. had a, I had a, you know, in my years of of transitioning, you know, post-divorce or in the midst of divorce and in the midst of jobs, you know, I definitely had some quiet times. And I made a point to give myself the okay and to be like, you know what? I'm going to watch some movies today. I'm going to watch Hallmark today. Yeah. You know, because there's going to be a time I'm not going to be able to do this Mm -hmm. and I'm going to need to like draw from this moment of time of energy and relaxation. I remember calling my sister when, um, I don't know, Saturday, it could have been a Friday, but I was just really stressing about the fact that I had all these things I wanted to get done in the house. And, and I was, I was like, and I hadn't done them all. And we had been, you know, COVID has been around six months now. I'm like, and, and I, I just was feeling sort of like very overwhelmed with my own expectations mm. of myself. That and sounds very Michelle. It does. And I <laughs> called her up and she was like, you can just sit there and watch TV one day if you want to. Mm-hmm. You can do that. You don't have to, you know, w- keep, you know, worrying about this stuff, you know. Uh, and it was, it was like I, I needed her to give me, let me give myself permission, you mm-hmm. know. It was just sort of that, that, and 
and I have. There have been a, a few days where um, it's been nice. I'll have binge watched an entire season of something, and I don't feel guilty that I didn't dust or I didn't do the laundry or I, you know, didn't uh, completely rearrange a, a closet, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but how, you know, how we can give the permission to ourselves is a practice that, you know, oh, it's daily. Important. Well, I think yeah. that we're all growing through this, even if the people who are not present to the fact that they're growing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes when you grow, you need like a, a quiet day. It's actually part of the process, I think. Mm-hmm. It's part of the journey. And 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 it's okay to have that quiet time. Or, or even if you like just have a day of freaking out and crying all day. You know, mm-hmm. like it's part of mm-hmm. the gr- – it's like growing pains or sure. something, yeah. I think. You need processing moments, right, mm-hmm. where you just – you become an introvert for a moment. Yeah. You kind of go into your cave. You reflect. Yeah. You rest. You know because you know your mind, your emotions, your body. It's all going through a lot. So yeah, yeah. yeah. and then and then I think um, this. Not that I wasn't already compassionate to uh, to um, our, my fellow citizens. I, I feel like this. Um, contract this COVID times has made me just a little more sensitive to what somebody else is going through because at the base level, we're all going through the same thing. But, um, but I, I feel like I've just have just a little bit more grace towards. Yeah, so a, your a empathy has grown uh, or heightened maybe, heightened, yeah. you know, I, th- I think my empathy has always been there, but yeah. a little more heightened, mm-hmm. a little more awareness, you know, I still call people fuckwads on the highway. <laughs> <laughs> but I might go, well, you know, maybe they're racing to the hospital. Th- maybe maybe they're rushing home for something, you know, or, or you know, I, I, I don't let that anger or that frustration stay with me as long. I, 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 you know. I have gotten a lot better about like the <laughs> road anger issues. Like if somebody like it if helps somebody that used traffic to, isn't as bad as it used to be. But but I mean, <laughs> I mean. You know, St. Louis driving is crazy. And, I mean, it was common where somebody would just do something terrible in front of you, you know? (laughs) I've never been like that. I'm like, go ahead. That's exactly it. (laughs) Whatever. I'll just sit here for 20 minutes. Yeah. And and I have definitely adopted that since COVID. I'm like, you know, I don't have that many places to be right now anyway. Like, go for it. You know, and I found so much pleasure in being able to release that frustration of shitty drivers. Yeah. I yeah. just said a cuss word, by the way. Yeah, but not the cuss word. <laughs> I know, but I that's know. still yeah. a step yeah. up for me. That is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I, I definitely just feel like there's a little bit higher empathy, um, heightened empathy, too. Yeah. Because, you know, um, we uh, nobody nobody brought this upon themselves, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, yeah, I think our own humanity has showed up a lot more. Everybody's noticed. Well, let's just not I was say everybody. I was kind of like, well, inside right. of my bubble kind of. of the people, yeah, <laughs> humanity is showing up and and yeah, in a lot of different ways. It's getting tested uh, for sure. Uh, like there's a spectrum of humanity. Well, in the beginning, you know, everybody was band- uh, together. There are Facebook groups. How do we support this? Support that? You know, three one four together. You know, or like restaurants that are open. I mean, there was a lot mm-hmm. of like let's bo- bond together of this, right? And that's hard to sustain as 
everybody's wallets get a little tighter. Um, jobs are, you know, get lost. I mean, it just, and then you're like, how I got to take, I got to take care of my family or, you know, there's a little bit of a contraction to it, but I would have to, I would, I, and I believe this, we, we will get, we will get through all of this together. I don't think we're going to get through this if we are just individuals well, trying true. to, you know, well, yeah. I've got, you know, I've got mine. Best of luck to you over there. You know, I just feel that like if we, you know, to collectively focus in on, on how we can bring everybody through. And I'm sorry. I know. hope that's the, I hope that's, let's think law of attraction. That yes, is the I case. was just saying that law of attraction <laughs> in the big picture yeah. kind of way is, mm. that's a, we'll probably need two more bottles I of wine know, for that conversation. Yeah, we have more. So big, uh, almost hard to grasp, but it really is combined energies of like attracts like. And so the more we pay attention to the getting through it or the positiveness of what we're getting through, as opposed to just being so present to how everybody's doing it wrong, then it's, it's, I think we just, when we're present to how everybody's doing it wrong, then I feel like it just makes more people present to how everybody's doing it. It magnifies it. It magnifies it, I think. But it's a hard, that's a hard thing just to, collectively let's get through this um i think that and you know like okay so we have covid and we have a really um polarizing election and so thinking about the tactics that are employed during election and it's crazy the stuff like you know with AI technology and all this stuff that's coming into play to help like shape viewpoints. And I mean, it's just crazy. So a lot of those tactics are negative, like using this kind of idea of a law of attraction. Like how can we, I mean, I feel like, I feel like the election is all based on the exact opposite of what we're talking about so how can we protect (laughs) ourselves against this well i think about that with my art and what am i am i painting a representation of what's going on right now and i think you have to see what the reality is so that to be a life cheerleader you have to know what's going on to what to cheer for or you know Mm -hmm. who to cheer for Mm -hmm. or how to cheer or how to even help in any way you have to be present to it but um, like, what is? How do you actually go about doing that? You know, is is a good thing to think about. I'm actually, I'm a hundred percent decided, but I'm leaning towards painting the Statue of Liberty, and it's, oh. I paint a lot of women, and I just think she really symbolizes something that we forgot about, and oh she's God, very empowering. And so um, I'm leaning towards yeah, do a small one. And, First. I think that's a marvelous idea. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I I find that uh, when the political ads <laughs> are on the television or on the radio, um, I I I can I can feel the negative energy coming out of the television, mm-hmm. and it's like I turn it off, change the channel, not interested. I'm not taking that in, um, you know, uh, resisting of that. So, uh, not everybody is going to be as aware. Right. I mean, I have family members that aren't as aware and they take it in, they internalize it and they you know, get all angry as well. And 
um, it's, it's unfortunate. It uh, is. I think that during this time, it's really clear to me that just going back to the law of attraction thing, too, is we are in charge of creating our life. But not everybody's going to choose to create their life. They're going to mm. be they're going to watch the TV and listen to the negative stuff mm. because it's very comfortable mm-hmm. for them. And creating their life is a little bit more uncomfortable. There's some accountability with and that. And there's accountability that they have to actually own mm-hmm. their choices. And it's constant choices and doing it wrong and messing up. But it's a clear decision. Yes. And I think people, there's a lot of people, and if somebody's going to just live, we're not going to change everybody and say, okay, let's all be uncomfortable right now. And yeah. Let's all go yeah. do this. Yeah. The, the, no, there's going to be a bunch of people that are just going to choose comfortability. And I just say, that's your life, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, I like to create it. I like that idea. Well, ladies, let's create a little more positive energy and refill our glasses sure take absolutely. a brief pause yeah. and then come on back talk some more i know it's a track like attract like exactly. i wish more it worked wine. for wine wine attracts <laughs> wine it does yes. yeah but not whining <laughs> right so that's a different podcast <laughs> a different episode so we'll be right back Thank you very much for uh, giving me some more wine, Emily, I know. and everybody else. I I did a glug 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 pour this time, did, as opposed did. to like, let's see how level I can make it, which mm-hmm. is the freedom of two bottles. It's lovely. Except isn't the it? problem is, I feel like I'm trying to drink fast. I need mean, oh, to slow no. down. Yeah, I got so no, much we're in my here. We got, got so much in my glass. It's so generous. I don't have to. <laughs> I don't have to. Uh, you have uh, your drinking podcast timed perfectly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I don't have to uh, space this out. Oh, you yeah. do get to just enjoy. enjoy yeah. yeah. For sure. For sure. Savor. So, Karen, Savor. do you have any cool projects you're working on right now? Well, I have two actually. Um, during my little workshop, kind of. One is actually called a Small Works Workshop. It's 11 weeks. And it's designed to focus on a project of small painting or small whatever. And so this is perfect for Christmas time. So mm. I'm, I'm going to do 12 by 12 inches um, original paintings that are small versions of my big paintings. Oh, cool. So it's not going to be a whole new thing. Like I'm not going to paint trees now. I'm going <laughs> to... Try to do small versions of what like my the big ones that are, are. Oh, so like your yeah. Basquiat and your Warhol like, that everybody yeah, like loves. Basquiat or yeah. Warhol, or cool. even like part of their face. Oh, I love their that whole idea. Face. Oh my so god! We'll see how it goes, and I'm having a lot of fun with that. And so then at the same time, um, I my last six paintings were 48 inches by 48 inches, wow. which is, is very easy to fall in love with it. Because <laughs> it's, you are literally like leaning into the whole you piece are as you're it. making You are it. living yeah. in that person you're painting. I always say that painting is like having a, a weak affair. <laughs> like, I just had an affair without painting, but um, the big ones are really nice. Yeah, it's intimate. It's nice. So um, it's hard to not always want to do that, but 
it's not realistic for a lot of people to own a 48-inch Right. I'm thinking, like, right now, where would I hang something like that in my house? I don't have enough wall space to give it justice. Even if you're madly in love with it, you're like, well, I just can't go anywhere. I just can't. I do have those images all on clothes and skirts and dresses and and Mm -hmm. masks and stuff. Your merchandise. My merchandise that you can take small things home. But I want to focus on original paintings. But I have a... um, not a small, a big painting that this person came to me and she's turning 22 and it's her golden birthday and on October 26th. Yeah. And she um, wants to remember being 22 and what she looks like. And um, so we did a um, nude photo shoot and she wants it to be a nude painting, which is going to be pretty big. Um, however big it needs, full body and... Um, but life size? Life size, almost. Okay. But she wants to be able to keep it for the rest of her life. She wants her grandkids to see it. So she doesn't want it to be too risky. Yeah. Like, so it's, it's you know, we... It's tasteful. A, it's tasteful. I, I'm going to try it. It was very easy. It was a very easy photo shoot. Even though I probably took a thousand photos, I, I probably only needed three. Yeah, because <laughs> mm-hmm. she was so easy to photograph. But it was really fun. But it really questioned. Like I want the person to feel comfortable when they come in. They take their clothes off, or you know, it's an, a different kind of thing to do. It's not something you do normally. Even if you're 22 and you like your body, or even if you're yeah. 62 and you like your butt. It doesn't matter. You're still a different thing to do. I wonder though, I just a uh, philosophical question. At 22, you know, my my um perspective of my body was way different than when it's oh, now at 51. Gosh. And What was your perspective of your body at 22? Um well, I still hated it. No. I um, Well, that's what I'm wondering. I no, mean, like in that, you know. But I think that when I look at myself at 22, I feel as if I have gotten more um okay, I I like more beautiful as I've gotten older. Mm-hmm. And I worry that if she wanted to capture what she looked like at, 22, at 22, that she may be shortchanging what she's going where, where to her grow. Where her real beauty is. Grow, yeah. Right. What she's going to grow into. What, right. What she gets from this painting might be totally not what she thinks she's going to get from it. Yeah. Now. Isn't that fascinating? So when she's 52, she's going to. You know what? I love who I am, even though, you know, my butt was really tight then. It's still whatever, you know, like, yeah, not that everybody has to go downhill in how their physical body is. But I wonder if they're thinking, but it, this painting will be a reminder. It mm. will. She will never forget what she felt like when she was 22. That's true. Yeah. How she yeah. was yeah. that day. Well, and I mean, it's also what what confidence and and um, and power she had to to ask for a new, you know, I want this new painting of myself at 22 years old. That's kind of, I mean, that's an awareness she's that she pretty wanted confident. that. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. pretty confident. But it it makes me wonder how, how many people would do that. How many people would hire a painter mm-hmm. to do a nude painting of themselves? Even if it was small and they could hide it in their bedroom, would, just to go and hire yourself, and you know, and hire yourself. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. we know what you're saying. But to do that and um, to go through with the process. Is I think the now cool we know part. why you like you, you said no to the dog painting because you've got this. You <laughs> well, let's just, let's just say paint dogs or um, paint naked people. <laughs> yeah, I think it's 
pretty easy. Which one's not boring? <laughs> but it's not boring. But it's it is pretty interesting. I mean, it is kind of a it's a it's a it's a real vulnerability to put yourself out there, and you know, um, I, I do you. I'm sure you've had people who have been first time in that kind of situation. What do you do to help people feel comfortable about taking most, their clothes off? Most people, it is their first time that have done it. And the last one I did, the person was actually trying to get over how they felt about their body. They hated their body and they wanted to love it. And so they said, well, maybe if I do this experience, then, you know, it'll change that. So when they get there, I make them a, a nice, strong tequila. <laughs> I, I give them a bathrobe and, uh, you know, I just make it very, I've, I've done I've, a lot of figure drawing and seen a lot of naked people, but um, it's, I don't think of it like that. And it's, I mean, I'm really concentrating on what I'm trying to do. And it, um, I don't do think Do you I, coach people at all, like in their movement or positioning, or do you just kind of like get I, them and then you're like, okay, this is where we need to be. I kind of let help? them do it themselves. And it's funny because they all talk through it like... Should I be doing my arm? Should I be doing like shit? And that they're everybody's a little nervous. And I'm like, you're just perfect, just yeah. whatever you're doing, and just let them move around. And then I move all over the place, and yeah. I zoom in, and I can see it, and um, I hopefully capture it from all different from angles all, to help you when you're at, when you're, you're putting it out there. Yeah. So pretty much they can sit there, and I could figure it out, even yeah. if they didn't move very much. So you don't have to be a professional model. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, all these different things. Well, they're only mimicking what they've seen on TV with the supermodels and, you know, how, oh, I guess that's how we're supposed to turn and look and, and you know, flip our hair or whatever it is. Well, and when they're doing something completely unknown. Nobody gets yeah. that little, um, it's not that common. So they're like, oh, I know how this goes. And <laughs> they don't. So it's great because then they're like questioning themselves. I like, right. it, I like it as an experience for them. More than the painting, they also get that little photo shoot experience of, you know, being a supermodel, hanging out with me, being yeah. a supermodel. Yeah. So, Michelle, you just said something that made me think about a segue to our to another topic to our conversation we were talking about. The first time you've ever no. <laughs> the first time. Well, so I have never been a nude model. Okay, I was. So you have you been a nude I model? I have. <gasps> Emily's been. Uh, I have yeah. too. Oh I have loved it actually. I loved it too. Yeah, it's. Was it for like a one person or for like a class? A class. Yeah, yeah. that's what mine was too. You. It was wow. in. It was between high school and college, and I was taking a figure drawing group, and they're like, "We need a model for Thursday." I'm like, "Okay." Did you get paid for it? I think fifty dollars. Okay, I think. I, like, like if you're getting paid right, for it, yeah. makes it all the difference, you right. know. <laughs> I just make you feel any better about it. Really, did you? I, I, after, it was hard. After you did your it is hard. Well, after you did your nude class, did you know that when you went to history, you next class you had to wear your clothes? <laughs> yes. I mean, I just yeah. do, like you were able to make that distinction, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was funny. It was very hard though, because it's it's physically hard. It's actually. physically challenging. Yeah. The last thing you're thinking about is what's sticking out wrong, because you're like. You're in a Did position for an hour and a half or you whatever. The same yeah. position. You can't yeah. move. Or it's just like your body could start it hurting. Hard, it does. Like your arms asleep and mm-hmm. all you can think about is your arms asleep. Yeah. <laughs> How much time is left? Yeah. You, the last thing you're thinking about is 20 people are staring at me right now. Do you feel like uh, I'm getting so hot now? I mean, not not hot like in a, an aroused sense, but like mm. I'm starting to sweat. I'm no, just, like, that no, didn't happen for me. It didn't happen it was, for me. It was just the pure like... 
oh my God, I think it's only been five minutes. Right. And I have to be here for another hour right. and, and 20. I, and I shouldn't have picked this position because this is a challenging one, but I didn't think that would be the case in the beginning. But your leg up is hard I just to thought this one made my boobs look good. <laughs> right. Wow. Oh my God. Wow. So, well, yeah. that's uh, kudos to you ladies for, you know, doing that, having that experience to talk about. Well, I think it's easier for me to um, ask somebody to pose now or when I go to figure drawing, I know what they're going through. Yeah. 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 Your so. empathy is heightened. My empathy is heightened. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no, go ahead. Put your arm down. Put your arm down. I already drew your arm. Go ahead. Yeah, put it down <laughs> But now. if you keep talking, I might just kill you. <laughs> I'm working on your face right now. <laughs> so have you ever had anybody commission you that you feel like they had other intentions like where they like, oh she paints nude people i no but wanna... i'm worried about it now <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry i didn't want to put the no. negative energy out there <laughs> no i'm always no. watching out for creepers but yeah sure um, to vet that stuff out maybe a little i, bit. I can yeah. somehow ignore i don't well you could sense their energy i can sense it yeah and if you don't You're very like the energy mm-hmm. even if they're not ha- i mean you just why 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 bring them into your studio yeah. then have mm-hmm. to smudge everything and open up the windows and you know blow you know no just the, you- i did have somebody want to come over and look at my art and didn't look at my art okay and i'm like when are you going to actually you uh, look at the art and i go you just better go <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah. Was was your husband home at the time? Um, not fast enough. <laughs> oh my god! <sighs> I was like, yeah. hurry up! He's, he's not looking at the art. I would be very nervous because yeah, your studio is in your home. Like I'd be nervous about inviting. This was um, the one way out there in Fenton, so it was a oh, lot okay. more creepy. <laughs> even yeah, even whoa, even way out there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, anyway, I don't worry god. about things like that. No, Good. No, but yeah, yeah. You just say, hey, you get any closer, I'm going to give you COVID. <laughs> Because right. I don't know if I'm if I'm clear yet. <laughs> I didn't have it this morning. <laughs> no, but that's what, that's what you say. I don't know if I'm over I'm it not yet. Over it was 13 days this morning. <laughs> yeah, but if you get any closer, I think I think I'm going to sneeze all over, all over you. you. Yeah. Can we talk about COVID for a second? No, really. We have have we talked about COVID yet? <laughs> I have a alarming kind of. Thought. Sure, sure. And and I I do want to get to other topics. I know. But I do want to, since you brought it up. <laughs> it's I'm brand like, new. It's a brand new topic. <laughs> COVID. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I'm kind of alarmed by the variances state to state to state in the United States about what they're saying is good and not good. Like, I have recently learned of friends in another state. A neighboring state. A neighboring <laughs> state who have COVID. Um, the son has a fever, still testing positive. And they're like, you know, it has been more than 10 days since original exposure. He's no longer uh, contagious. Um he just needs to get back to work and stop taking the test because he keeps taking the COVID test. Mm-hmm. They're like, he needs to stop taking the test. He's, regardless if he's positive or not, he is not contagious. He just needs to get back to work. And you guys, it's been more than 10 days since you're even, you know, great, you're feeling good. It's been 10 days. Get out there. Get back to work. Yeah. I, I, I'm just like, 
Uh, I think there's, there's a, no definitive a, there's a information about this stuff. Everybody's going to make up every their own uh, version of things, and that's the hard it's part. The health department it, of that state. And I well, I have to throw it back to the fact that there has not been a consistent message from the top down. About, I agree, 100%. And, and, and that uh, and, and that he left it to the states, you know, and the it's states concerning. left it to the localities, you know, and things like that. Um, I would. My, yeah. uh, My friend was uh, told. I'm oh, sorry to interrupt. No, no. I would you. just wonder, like, if your friend's being told this, what did your like? What did your friend do? Did your friend she opt on the? No, on, no, she challenged it. She she even said, like, look, my mom is 78 years old. She lives across the street. You know, she's like, are you sure it's safe to see her? And they're like, oh yeah, of course it's safe. You know, how do they and know? I always wonder that. They don't. So they all these people say. Well, I know this. I said, "Did you go to college for any? Are you a doctor? Did you learn? Do you the? Because did you study infectious diseases? Yeah. I really think it's yeah. um, it's so disrespectful. Someone goes to school for ten, eight, four, ten years, whatever, and you're saying they don't know what they're talking about. But me, who um, mm-hmm. you know, didn't learn anything." I know. Oh, but it's my state's health department. They should know, you know. Yeah. She 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 was like, Well, I'm sorry, but I'm not gonna take the risk. And they're like, Well, that's kind of silly, you know. You can be overly cautious if you want to, but it's perfectly safe. And I'm just like, Wow. I was astonished by this. I'm glad that she's like I think I'm going to wait, you yeah. know. Um, I would think that, but, I mean, anybody would want to see examples of a negative test before. I mean, if I had employees and they p- tested positive, I would say, I need to see your negative test before you can come back to work. I'm. That's just how it goes, yeah, right? I agree. I mean, it's like the same yeah. thing with like when people have like strep throat or. Yeah, well, to, to your point, Karen, of the, you know, like disrespecting the actual you know, educated community out there, you know, those people who I've talked with some pretty rock stars in the rare and infectious diseases Mm -hmm. and immunology arena lately, and nobody has a consensus on this thing yet, you know? So that alone should say caution is the best practice. Well, don't you think also the social media, if everybody gets to have an opinion nowadays is like, Oh, I get to have a free opinion, and everybody will listen to my opinion. And it's gone rampant in every category. Even Mm -hmm. let's just even say the doctors, one because they get to voice it so much to everybody, and everybody's trying to be right. (laughs) Well, yeah, and the the social media companies, the algorithms are only going to feed you things that um, support your idea already. Right. Yeah. You know, you're only going to keep your, you know, your, they, they know your preferences. They, they, you know, they track what you look like, what you, That's true. what you read. They're not giving I mean, you challenging content. No, no. Yeah. And then on the occasion that, you know, um, a posting that I may have, which is definitely left leaning, shows up in my right leaning people's news feeds, 
I get all kinds of attacks. It's like, just unfucking follow me. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't have one negative thing in my feed. I don't know what I'm doing wrong or right or anything, but I only have dogs. <laughs> naked Art. people. And naked, naked people. people. <laughs> Love quotes. quotes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I, I Like must, attracts a like, thing. right? But I... Pretty much it's leaning towards 80% dogs right now. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. I love pets that. Pets doing cute things. Oh, my God. Speaking of pets doing cute things. So there is an amazing Facebook post that was circling around that was this woman who set up a webcam in front of her feeder, her bird feeder out in her backyard. And it captured all of these various animals at the eating from the feeder a wide range of birds and, and squirrels, you know, ravens to cardinals, woodpeckers, birds I've never even seen before, bluebirds. I mean, the whole range of them. And just their, you could see their personalities. Neat. It was so, like, every one of them, Karen, would have been an amazing painting. So I'll have to share it with oh my you because I'm like, you might not go paint dogs anymore, but you might want to paint I birds. Might want to get, I did paint one bird before. I saw this bird feeder that you. Put in your windowsill, like you keep your window open about a half a foot or eight inches, whatever, and it comes inside. So the bird comes into your house. It's like a little clear box. And I'm like, oh, "Oh, it's like they're living in your house. Amazing. They go in to get the food, but they're actually in your house in the clear box. I want that so bad. (laughs) I'll find the link. (laughs) I've always loved birds. I had uh, birds growing up. You know, we had lots of them. and my grandmother had lots. She raised canaries. She always had 100 canaries plus at any given time. Like, wow. I grew up with a lot of birds. Yeah. And But as an adult, I've never felt great about the idea of a bird in a cage. And so, um, but I love, I think they're extraordinary. And so I, this idea of being able to like, have a bird in your house that I love isn't it caged is Perfect. It's like your pet, but not really. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You can still fly away. You feed oh. in. It just goes and comes back. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. Oh, I I don't have any birds. I don't particularly want to have any birds <laughs> in my house. I think that's a cool idea. I will like it at your house, Emily. <laughs> um, because I, you know, I have the two dogs and a cat. I don't know if I can take on yeah. anything else right now. Your cat would be <laughs> a little My crazed. cat's already like, like, why don't I get to go outside? You know, yeah. and now I'd be like to bring a bird with a thing that comes in. That comes in. <laughs> like, if you go outside, you can't be on camera. Oh, right, right. right. Her cat loves to be the center of the show during our time of the month show. It, he knows. He knows when yeah. somebody's live streaming something somewhere. If I have a Zoom mm-hmm. meeting, he something somehow senses it. He's got to come up and you know, say hello to everybody on the camera. Yep. My son, when he's doing his uh, um, online instruction for school. You know, many times Salem yeah. is like, oh, are we having history right now? Yeah. Then I need Let to say hello. Let me show you a little of my booty history. Let, let's talk. <laughs> uh, but he's, he's definitely, we'll have had him almost a year in November. Yeah. And uh, he's definitely been a, a, a great, great addition. Cat. To the house. So, ladies, what is the elegant segue oh, to I, our I just, conversation? You know, let, let me handle this. Okay. Let me handle this. Yeah. Listeners, when I walked into the studio this evening before we started recording this, <laughs> I walked in on a conversation about orgasms that Emily was having with... Um, Karen. Karen. I wanted to say <laughs> I wasn't Joan having an right orgasm now, with Karen. Like, no. We were having but a Emily conversation. Emily was having this conversation with Karen, and I said, stop right there. 
let's save this for the podcast. So I'm going to ask them to rewind yeah. back to the beginning of the conversation as if I like it's brand new. And okay. there you go. Okay. So ladies, I, I've recently been having conversations with a few of my girlfriends about, about, you know, the female orgasm and because she ran out of things to say about COVID. <laughs> I was like, let's talk about something more fun. Let's talk about like attracting like. like. Orgasm is like the opposite end of the spectrum of COVID. <laughs> right, exactly. I want to attract more orgasms. So, um, you know, I, I, you know, in talks, talks with uh, a regular contributor on our show, Dr. Becky Lynn, she's often talked about how women don't, commonly orgasm during sex the penetration side of sex and um and alone. i was always like penetration alone. R- alone right right so i was always kind of comforted by that because i'm like yeah i can relate to that you know well, i can relate to that right i can relate to that okay yeah. Yeah. So, i think most people can relate to that really yeah even if they say they don't i think that they actually can Okay, because I've been having some conversations lately that have made me feel contrary to this. So I have most of the women that I've been talking to, and it's my like little one-on-one survey, are all like, oh, yeah, I I have reached orgasm during penetration. Yeah, or during penetration and that kind of thing. And then I've also had conversations with men who are like, oh, yeah, every woman orgasms, you know, which I understand that could be a little bit like there could be some ego involved. Right. There would be something (laughs) else going on there. There have been some really great actresses in his lifetime. Yes. (laughs) Or that he wasn't talking about penetration only. So that's the thing. So, um, you know, I'm just curious about this because to be honest, I have never had, like, orgasm actual during, like, just the penetration side of sex. Without any clitoral stimulation. Right. Okay. Correct. Yeah. So, uh, orgasm vaginal only has never not happened. been. Yeah. Never happened. I, I would have to say in my lifetime, I have had that maybe twice two to three times okay so this only only, i've had it probably well i didn't really count as i was going along (laughs) there's another hashtag well there we are i would probably say no not 10 times maybe five somewhere five times okay but i think a lot of it now in hindsight luckily i'm old enough to have enough experience (laughs) um a lot of that had to do with the mental part that went into it. Okay. Um, like, like, help like me The get mental, there. like, I was pretty wound up before it even started. You, like, were, you were on the edge before I you started, think, yeah. you know, probably you could have walked through the room and I was going <laughs> to have You have orgasm. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, yeah. I yeah. don't think it was going to take much. Yeah. So I think and then that's you're like, a, It's like you had your own premature orgasm. Exactly. It's like, fuck. <laughs> right, I was like, <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Wouldn't that, that be was, amazing if as women we could creep like, prematurely <laughs> orgasm? That would be amazing. Yeah, I, I was hoping we'd do this for a little bit longer, but now I, 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 <laughs> oh, I just, it just was too great. So 
cigarette? <laughs> I think when you do it by yourself, you can prematurely. As you know. Well, yeah. You got your skills down. <laughs> you know it exactly the button to push. You know. I was really hoping it'd take a minute and three quarters as opposed to 45 seconds. You know, you know your deadlines. If I don't get in the shower soon. I've got, oh, I've got to get dressed. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to miss. I, yeah. I, can, I can squeeze this in right now. I'm pretty sure. I can, I can run I gotta, one out. Right. i got to brush my teeth, put my lipstick on, and there's time for another. So, so, so when um, when uh, Emily shows up without her lipstick on, we're like, oh, she was. She, she, was, she, she took a little longer. This morning, she needed a little more extra time. I do think that though, having sex with men, um, they think about that. Sometimes I think that's really all they think about. Like, is there orgasm? And like they, for the partner or for themselves? For themselves, oh, but they well, pretend yeah. like it's for the partner, and they want to be respectful and say, "Well, um, did you come? Did you come first? Because then I just really want to go to sleep. And if you, you know, if I could come, then it would be great." <laughs> Could you please tell me that you came? Because I'm so tired. I don't, I don't want you to tell me I'm selfish. <laughs> I, yeah. You know what? I, I think that you're right. I think that hopefully there is a percentage of men that actually do want you to feel great. I think but, so, too. <laughs> but, and I think that exists. Uh, but I, I, I agree that, like, you know. Years past. I'm not talking, you know, right. like I'm not calling us out anybody right now. <laughs> None <laughs> of us are talking current. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. Ain't I'm nobody just, current, so. Not uh, right now. <laughs> Historical past would say, past. in my limited numbers, <laughs> that, um, that, yeah, that it, that, you know, usually it's been more about, you know. But here's the other question I have. You know, I think I think you know, at least for myself, I I I think that all the information that we get about sex as women in knowing that men you know, we've had selfish male partners in the past. Um a few all, of them. A few. <laughs> a few. Oh, we, That's yeah. just one. No, no. And not one that we all shared. But no, we, right. <laughs> all different male partners. Who have been selfish. Who have been selfish. Um, you know, so so we've kind of been trained sexually in a certain way, you know. Um, we know that if we, you know— Kegel during a certain moment of time, that's going to put them overboard. We know if we nibble on their ear at a certain moment of time, it's going to put them overboard. We know because if we, we have to take a shower, we've got to get right. dressed. We need to. Get we know moving. if we arch in a certain way, that's going to right. So I think that, like, I don't know. I feel that maybe I've imparted some of that knowledge in just my, my normal sexual experience, and so I don't think that I've completely always let it go. Like, like fully let it go because I'm not because I think that I've been having sex by the way that I've been trained to have sex right Right? just like creating just like our conversation before where you follow a path that you already know so you Mm -hmm. made it up one day and it was great so you just or whatever it was it was just like Mm -hmm. went into that groove and they're like well that's how it goes right without just completely making it up completely from scratch as you go along. Which is why I wonder if that's why I've never had an orgasm through penetration during sex. Have I not let go enough? And therefore... you think it's supposed to go a certain way, maybe. Right. So when I have had sex with women, I didn't really have a book that told me how to do it. So I didn't have a preconceived, like, this is how it goes. Did you have more orgasms 
during sex with um, women than you did with men? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then in the beginning, I always said, well, probably because women know women. Women know women. You're right. That makes but sense. I don't know if that's really true. I think it's that you don't have a preconceived idea of what you're supposed to do. You know, So like, it's experimental. It's all kind of. Yeah. But it's not really, but it's it, your brain thinks it. It's uh, like yeah. experimental or, um, you know, like a playground. I've always enjoyed, I, for me, it's always been more fun when sex is, feels like it, you're playing around and it's more experimental yeah. and you're doing different things and, you know, not doing that. Okay, it's time to be on top. Now it's time to be on bottom. Now it's time to be behind and that's it. You know, <laughs> when you get into a routine, that's not great. It's like, you know? this is such a routine. Rub the booms. <laughs> right. Rub the clips. Stating 14 minutes exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Three songs <laughs> or done. <laughs> right. Three songs. Wow. That's wow. a long time. That's a long time, actually. I mean, one. Yeah. yeah. A um, short one. Yeah. <laughs> Acapella that I sang. Yeah. No, I, it's not Miss American Pie either. <laughs> Eight minutes. Right. <laughs> Can you please Maybe just the second stanza? I mean, you got to work on it, hon. Uh, I, I think that um, when Emily's talked about like really like letting go... Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's a that's a common state of mind for um, I would say for women, because I can't speak for men, but women uh, myself included when when you're in a sexual situation and that and I think that that letting go or the inability to truly let go and is a um, it comes from a place of you don't trust yourself and that partner, I think, fully enough to to mm. just be completely open and vulnerable with that. And I think that's because we've had shitty sexual partners. Yeah. Or, or the you're open and vulnerable, but the other person isn't not. open and vulnerable. Yes. Mm. And you know that you don't necessarily want to go there if they're not going there, too. Okay. And you can sense that. You, you can, can sense, sense that, that and like, you sort of shut. Because it's kind of like a little bit uneasy because it's like okay even if they're not not being vulnerable but just not like you just taking your vulnerability that seriously you know that makes sense yeah yeah Yeah. but like so like how do you get there you know how do you get to that point how you know and and i i don't have any any answers with that well Um, how the time think about ladies the times that you have gotten there aside from like Karen, what you're talking about where you just, you knew like you walked in the door and you were in it there. Like aside from those kinds of moments, are there things that... I I think mine were probably completely freak accidents. And I'm putting that in air quotes because I I feel like I was probably more like in the situation where Karen was like, I was probably already riding that line of an orgasm that no matter (laughs) what went inside my vagina, I was going to come. You're right. (laughs) And it just happened to be a penis. You had the corduroy corduroy panties on. I had the corduroy panties on. I was was making sparks fly. (laughs) You know, like like there was, there was obviously lots of great foreplay whether that foreplay was all in my mind mm-hmm. or it was a you know a joint foreplay that was happening um and so other than that it would be like you know freak other because for me it has to be clitorally stimulated as well yeah you know and i'm and i'm all i'm all good for the blended orgasm you know that's mm-hmm. totally fine you know but it's it's usually instigated the clitoris is what's going to drive me 
over the edge. It's so conscious, though, then. It's, I mean, it's like, oh, okay, let me, you know. It's like (laughs) you kind of have to put your brain into it and you take your natural everything's just going on out of it and kind of is just, you know, know, disturbing or like a, a... like the record stopped or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I always hate though, is like you're writing and you're like, oh, it's, I, I'm going to have, a, I'm going to orgasm so nicely. It's, it's kind of, it's, what the fuck happened? Where did it, it go? It goes away. I Where have that happen all the time. You're like, I'm there and then it goes. It's like, because you got hungry. It's like, why are you thinking about what to go to the kitchen? You're like, you're like, ready to jump over that fence, right? You're like, no. oh. Well, it, I really think yeah. it's about energy. The more so we were talking about yeah. energy earlier, and um, I will specifically say my husband this time. But the first time <laughs> we had sex, there was an like literally electricity was going through us. But it it was I think because he was shooting out energy from himself, and it was a combination. And I think over time that. You don't shoot out like you're, you're yeah. not so present to your energy. Yeah, okay. You know, you're not. I think energy is really important, and um, and how like you you bring your energy to the table, and as and I think that a lot of times people are like don't bring anything to the table much mm-hmm. in sex. They just go, let's we can just do this, but you gotta the the more yeah. energy you can bring to the table, the better it is for then everybody. And I think that's the start of how that. Um, no, two second orgasms. <laughs> <laughs> that that two second orgasm that had you suspended in time for five minutes for in your five mind. Solid. Yeah, minutes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We should ask somebody how how they do those twenty eight minute orgasms that are down in history. You know? Well, that's all about denying the orgasm and living on the edge. Oh, it's so, a teetering on the yeah, edge orgasm. That's the sting. Sting has that product. <laughs> like that was terrible. right. <laughs> is that the tantric thing? It is. Yeah. Right. It's really well, like, I mean, it's gonna be really terrible because if I ride that orgasm too long or that like the tease and I just my body goes, Well, fuck, if you're not gonna take it, I'm just gonna um, goodbye. We'll just absorb it. <laughs> I'm just gonna go back there, in here. There have been times where it's like this is feeling so great. I kind of just want to keep it feeling so great. And I have denied the, the pushover because I'm like, this just feels so great. Yeah. And then I've, I've like shortchanged myself. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> and then really, how can you sulk? I mean, I you can't. I, I, mean. I, didn't, I didn't come. <laughs> Honey, I was worried. I know, I know you're working a long time, but I, I didn't come. Just, you know, pouty face, bat my eyes. So I didn't right, hear. get back in there. No, don't, don't. It's gone now. <laughs> so, um, so our producer shared. Oh, she, are you going to talk about her orgasms? Oh, She's no, not no, here. No, no. Oh, okay. I'm not going to say that. But she has a philosophy. <laughs> okay. Which I'm going to talk about. Okay. Which I think is fair to share. All right. Which is when you have an orgasm, you should be manifesting or taking in what you like, what you want out of life. Life. Yeah. So, I th- I was like that kind of makes a lot of sense because you're in this like height of pleasure and ha- everything, and then you're like you're orgasming and embracing the world, like embrace good in right is basically what that is. So <laughs> I have gotten myself into some serious trouble with that technique, but I've also gotten <laughs> myself into some better. So things. okay, you have to tell us like the trouble you got into. Well, I mean, the trouble is like. 
um, I'm I'm almost there, and I'm thinking, oh, I can manifest right now. <laughs> and then, and then the orgasm disappears, and I'm like, can't manifest. But, right? I did read that. I don't even know where I read this, though, that if you stop yourself from having an orgasm, and then you start completely over from scratch, and then you start going up that avenue again, then the next time it's going to be enormous. When they finally... When you finally do it the second time. Like, almost get there and then stop on purpose. Really? And then start going again from, like, the warm-up stage Mm -hmm. to ground up. Is that for men and women? Both, yes. Really? I read that somewhere a while ago. Huh. It's it actually so it actually when it falls off might be a good thing. It, it, okay, because then you could. It then might you be inspiring. <laughs> might be inspiring something greater inspiring. for myself. Yeah, but I have realized the quick manifestation. You do. You do. I have. You're like okay. I I'm just gonna. Yeah. So it does what work. Do you manif- what are you manifesting? <laughs> what kind of things? more orgasms? More orgasms. <laughs> like, like a vacation or like a new outfit. Yes, she's laying there and, and, he's, and, he, and he's pumping hard at her. And she's like, oh, bring me some more shoes, baby. Bring me more shoes. Mama oh. wants some shoes. I think I probably did pretty good at that one. Take me to the beach. Were you like, what the hell? It's COVID. There's no beach. Mama wants it all. Okay, I can give you it all. Yeah, well, that's maybe. funny. <laughs> I think it'd be like something to at least let your partner be aware of. Hey, I'm trying to manifest. Hey, when I get close to orgasm, I usually start calling in things from the universe. So, not to freak you out, but um, that's your cue to go at it hard because <laughs> we want it. Great. We really want this one because- yeah, instead of going yes, yes, you go. We really want this one. We really want. It's one. good for this you is and a good me. One. This is a really good manifestation. This is right. Yes, we yes. are gonna get this. I can feel it right now. It's all about feeling it, right? You're you right. Feeling like you're having sex on the beach. So rather than if I can see it, I can achieve it, is if I can feel, feel it, it, you can, I can achieve, achieve it. it. No, if you can feel it, you it will come. Oh! oh. Yes. There's a t-shirt. What a play. What a play. <laughs> so maybe that's why you can manifest so well, because you're really feeling more than you are in a lot of times of your life at that moment. So you're really feeling, you can tune in to your feelings much more clearer. So it's like just yeah. taking advantage of that f- of feeling. Maybe we well, you're pretty feeling. raw at that moment, mm-hmm. right? Well, and I I've also um, subscribed to or read um, or have friends told me I don't know we're on our second <laughs> bottle of wine um, when the orgasm comes like when you have an orgasm like if like we are putting out into the world positive beautiful energy at that time and that if more people orgasmed on a regular basis. Mm. solo or partnered we could have more beautiful energy that's out there in the world doing great things for us i, think, I agree I think you just solved the world's problems right but we need <laughs> yeah. to add a add a little piece on top of that it's without shame because and i know we just talked about shame yeah, the other week. last episode yeah. and there is value in that yeah however like an orgasm if you're having it solo or 
you no, know, she with a, it with me. With yeah. a, <laughs> if you're having a solo, it's solo if you're having a solo, I mean, pat her, pat I mean, me on the back. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right, Michelle. It's okay. But those of you or, who are having a solo, or partner, or partner. <laughs> I mean, it's you know. I think sometimes because of the way we're raised or social issues or, you know, there's sh- some shame attached to sex. And the, so— Just a tiny bit. Exactly. So yeah. that's what I'm talking about. So letting that go, having the orgasm. Now, that's not to say, like, if you're a pedophile, have that, you know, like— I don't I'm think we have— right? I, I, I would say that, that we don't have any pedophiles listening to our right. podcast. No. So we can right. just go ahead and discount that whole That population. kind of orgasm, not great. But— you know, what were healthy orgasms, right? Well, you know, let's let's not qualify what somebody's orgasm is. Okay. You know, because what you and I think is a healthy orgasm may not be what we may judge somebody's orgasm as. I don't want to judge somebody's orgasm. So, so yeah. you know, if you are, orgas- <laughs> I don't want to be the orgasm police. <laughs> I that really seems like two more bottles of wine. Yeah. That's really right. Right. Like, oh, like we're gonna police. we're gonna rate the orgasms. <laughs> There's you know? another T-shirt, orgasm police. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so have I, you met your quota? Mr. Your quota. <laughs> ticket me, please. Yeah, what do the, t- the ticket pads look like? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> just circle some more there. It's not quite there. Yeah, just check that box. But I think if anybody, you know, like let's just let's you know, if you orgasm, you orgasm. And yeah. <clears throat> um, I think what you were trying to say, not necessarily use like maybe healthy was the wrong word, or maybe not an, an, an like totally appropriate sure. word. But you know, if you're having an orgasm at the expense at the expense of, not in the appreciation of Perfect. somebody else. Yes, you're right. You know, if you can appreciate, yeah. then that is a, f- a fulfilling, fruitful, positive energy manifestation yeah. that shoots out into the universe, and we could all use more of that. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And the universe can. I was thinking about um, when I was younger, I, I and about selling stuff, not to change the subject so drastically. Yeah, because, you know, from but, orgasms um, to selling, to selling things, stuff. Yeah. But, I always say, it is well, the you, oldest profession. You have to get somebody else to do something. Was my thinking when I was mm. in my twenties, yeah. and now I think totally differently because it's really about um, connecting and engaging, and kind of like having an orgasm together. It's not about taking; it's mm. about like co-creating. Oh my God, that's you know? so great. Because if you're thinking about co-creating, even when you are selling something, you're co-creating something. You're um, you, mm. you're swapping money yeah, for yeah, something, yeah, yeah. but you're co-creating something for them. And um, it's an exchange of that energy. And I think if we thought about sex a little bit more like co-creating or... Not procreating. procreating. <laughs> or it. taking or giving, because yeah. sometimes it's like, yeah, it is. is it taking or giving? Yeah. I think it's not either. I mean, it's or both. It's yeah. Because co-creating is my favorite word anyway, but... I um, love yeah. it. Well, but, but sex like that. It's... it's I, I love that perspective because yeah. if how much more power in that energy exchange and bonding between two people or you and your hand um (laughs) what are they creating right but like that's like it like it has way it like the power just ripples out there into the world versus i got mine Mm -hmm. sorry you didn't come when uh when uh i was busy down there right too bad so sad 
you know, um, it, you know, it could be, it could be life altering for our society. One small different perspective. Yeah. Like a different, a shift in your approach and how you look at it. It's the same act. Same act. (laughs) Like we're all together in this, even the whole big world of the coronavirus. Yeah. Is we're co-creating the future of the world right now. It's true. But not a lot of people are participating in this sex, are they? No, <laughs> you know? no. Well, we're going to have a new baby boom for sure. I think right? I've, I've like already seen some, you know, six month old, mm-hmm. not six month olds, but like women who look like they're like the, at the six month of uh, pregnancy mm-hmm. walking around my neighborhood. So they got they got it going on early days, early COVID days. Yeah. Um, Just don't name your child Rona. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> or, or or Connie, Connie, or Corrine, Corinne, Corinne. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> COVID. Please, yeah. No. Um, yeah, it's just. Uh, it, I I think that um, the orgasm is like one of the greatest gifts that we have as human beings. You know, I don't know if, I mean, I know the, you know, animals will ejaculate, you know, they procreate, they have, they continue to make bait their own, you know, species and stuff like that. But do they have the orgasm like humans do? We've heard pigs do. I've heard that. So I when they say she squealed like a pig, it's uh, yeah. for real. I read that. We should probably get somebody to confirm that. But <laughs> okay. we'll get our, do get our producer. Do I heard that somewhere. Yeah. So, but that's. I mean, it's like a great. It's a great gift. And I have. Ha- I've had the saying um, for a long time that um, you know you can't orgasm when you're dead. Yeah. So you might as well orgasm as much as you can. Well, I think coming down to have a human experience on Earth. That's one of the things that we're human for, because you can't do it the when physical. you're dead. I think you can do. We talked about this on the live show a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <we did. laughs> Go ahead, continue. You yeah, you can't. You can't orgasm when you. I think that to have a sexual, the the human sexual experience, yeah. that it, being a human, that that's part of it. That's what we came down to figure out and enjoy. Yeah. You know? The the the. The blending of the energy in a physical way, right? Yes. And so, you know, what we kind of explored in our time of the month live show, I was like, you know, everybody talks about, okay, yeah, when we're when we're beyond this life, we're in this non-physical form, you know, and we can't orgasm and whatnot. I was like, are you sure? Are you sure about that? <laughs> Who's to Right. But, <laughs> right. I want to attract the possibility. <laughs> like maybe they say that we're all energy then. Right. Maybe we're everybody's We're just orgasm. a constant <laughs> orgasm. We're like all and maybe, of them. Maybe when things are feel a little out of sorts in the world is because the collective energy of souls are like, you guys need to have more orgasms because we need more energy flowing up to us right now. Okay. We're, 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 we're like, we're running our, our fuel tank, energy tank is getting... We're getting down to quarter. Right? Of don't the you tank. think the collective souls probably need some more orgasms? I think going they do. On yeah. Right now? Yeah. yeah. And a little more belly giggle laughs. Yes. A little more orgasms. Yes. And and in and in <laughs> and in today's times, how you how you can make those connections are harder than they were before. Right? They're a little bit more difficult, um, but but 
you're worth it. At, you know, listeners, Emily, Karen, we're all we're worth it. We're worth those connections. We're worth those. We're we worth those orgasms, and we should have as many as we possibly can. You know, however you can. Maybe you when know. we're having our future orgasms, we should think about. Doing it for the better good of the world. Yeah, I yeah. Love maybe that. Maybe we can. Oh, I'm just doing it to help everyone. Humanity. <laughs> you know, I, when I after that after that orgasm that I gave out to the universe the other day, I noticed everybody was smiling so much more. <laughs> everybody had a little skip Karen in was their like, step. No, you go. You go. You go. You go ahead and go. It's fine. You go first. I'll go third. <laughs> you know, we all had a little more kindness for each other because we have we we put that in the universe so um so but think positive thoughts positive thoughts and have orgasms yeah you yeah. know and uh, if you have any questions or anything like that you can always email us here at the clearly speaking podcast at gmail.com or you can call us yeah. on our um on our uh, voicemail line and we will um, which is on our website oh Just that number's on our website know, and- no i think i know it 812-727-0794 Impressive. I got that down. And if you want to see Karen's artwork, where will you find that? Yes, my website, my name, KarenAnnJones.com. Is that K A R E N? Yes. A N N J O N E S. Yes. Perfect. KarenAnnJones.com. We'll have a link to that on our in the we show will. notes as well as on our website. But yeah. this has been absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much, oh, Karen, for coming. I've had the best time. <laughs> Thank you. you know, most and of- I'm not going to really have orgasms the same after this. <laughs> I know. I'm going to be thinking of the two of you. <laughs> yes. Uh, just try, try to refrain calling our names out, you know. It's for um, all of us. It's really for all of us. This is for the, the universe. World. The world. I need to go back and give the universe another one. <laughs> so, but anyway, thanks for coming Cheers. to the studio. Cheers thanks. to you. Cheers. Take care.